so far. You're with Bruce Whitfield on 702. 702. And on to the markets this evening. Peter Brook, he's a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. And, I mean, if we look at the end of the first month, it has whizzed by Peter Brook. Um, the JSE is higher than it was at the beginning of the year, and the RAND probably a little bit stronger than it was at the start of this year, too. It's actually quite fun. Um, so today, the top 40 did 1.2%, and its return for the whole month is 1.1%. So you could have just missed everything and turned up for the last day. Um, okay. Yeah, um, so... <laughs> it just shows you there's a lot of noise in getting from A to B. But I think you, what really stands out about South Africa over the month is how much we've outperformed the rest of the world. So we're up a little bit, I and mean, then the RAND is 3% stronger, but you contrast that to world equity down about 5%. So a really strong performance from us. Very much driven. So in the month, we were helped by Sattel at 33%, NTN plus 12%. So there's an oil story, but that's obviously globally oil done well. But a lot of our names, you think of like Absa Bank, like 10, 11%, um, have done well. Yeah, I mean, MTN back in the news today, a 10% leap today alone to 192 Rand, um, boosted by a really strong performance in Nigeria, which a couple of years ago looked like it was a business that MTN shouldn't be involved in based on the real animosity between regulators in Nigeria and uh, South African business and the South African government. Definitely an issue if you look at sort of how much that impacted the volatility of the share. It's one of our largest holdings in our fund. You're always a bit nervous because you have that uncertainty around the regulatory environment. But the truth is, cell phones in Africa and also their growing financial services business is a genuinely very valuable business producing lots of free cash. So some good news there. Um, I don't know if you saw there's a couple of corporate announcements, Bruce, today. There's um, Iron Gate. I don't know if you remember that one, but that's used it, to Investic Australia. It sounds like a scandal of some description, but the only scandal is that it's making an absolute fortune and there's a, a takeover offer on the table for the old Investic uh, Australia. That's right. So share price up 17.5% today. Um, it's actually one we've owned for a long time and very strong management team, specialist property business focusing on small office parks, um, little blocks around the capital city. So benefited from sort of the move away from the center. And I just think it's a reminder that South Africa has got lots of little opportunities that it creates over time, as long as you can find them. And the other story I think is important there is just how strong the Australian superannuation effect is. So these forced pensions is compounding more and more capital, which is creating a real hothouse of money that's willing to pay up for prices in Australia. Is that an opportunity for Woolies to get rid of David Jones at some point then? Because that, of course, has been such a drain on the returns that Woolies has been able to deliver in the last decade. Possibly not. I mean, they'd have to. <laughs> it would be good news for us if that was sold. Mm. Um, another one I'm not sure if you noticed is Omnia. It's just a yep. small announcement there. Um, up 4.2% on the day. They're selling um, Amongo Petroleum. 
And that's just really a little bit of corporate tidying up, um, increasing focus. There's been a very good job from the chief executive, Stephen Gobble-Sammy, since he's taken over, um, getting back to their knitting. And I remember when we underwrote their rights issue, it was in dire straits. And since then, it's just been a very steady art performer where actually manufacturing things in South Africa that are needed, so it's a good agricultural season, it has been working well. Yeah, it's, I, I do love to see sort of the turnaround stories manifest and develop um, as new leadership comes in and you know, without any sort of baggage from the past and goes in and cleans up and takes that makes the tough choices that perhaps incumbents were were wary of doing. We we're chatting about Woolies just a moment ago. Shoprite, of course, is eating Woolies lunch, and I wonder just how patient. The controlling shareholder of MassMart is going to be into the future. Of course, it is the mighty Walmart in the United States controls MassMart. And Builders Warehouse and Macro are, are doing great. They, they're great businesses, but oh, they must be getting increasingly frustrated by game. Uh, game is really a laggard in that sector. Look, I think there's a very clear turnaround strategy there with the new chief executive. Well, he's not so new anymore. Um, but um, from the United States. And gamers have already been turned around to a degree. There's a number, that, as I've re-looked at it, they're going to be shutting another wave of stores there. So each little step is getting tighter. But also what's important is the background. You're starting to improve things like the logistics. I remember, I don't know if you remember how long it took ShopRite to get there logistics right and then pick and pay copied them and sort of followed in that footsteps but once you sort of make those big structural changes your benefits can start to flow so I think game is not a I mean it, it'll either be fixed or shut um, but I think there's a broader turnaround in the MathMart group that is incrementally coming through obviously they were badly hurt by um, the riots in KZN last year, which impacted them fairly badly. Peter Brook, thank you. Peter Brook is a portfolio manager at the Old Mutual Investment Group. Clement Maniatella. Weekday mornings. 9 to 12.